Welcome to the Women Leaders in Fitness Business podcast, hosted by Mel Tempest and powered by Evolt 360, FitRec Fitness Registration, FIBO USA, Ignite Gym and Fitness Business Events, Novu Creative, and All Smiles Creative. Well, good afternoon and welcome to the Women's Leaders in Fitness Business podcast. We are proudly sponsored by Evolt 360, FitRec registration for fitness professionals and Ignite fitness and business events. Today, I'm speaking alongside some of the most successful women in the fitness business industry, Megan Jarvis, Katrina Cochran, and Stacey Van Diver. How are you today, ladies? Amazing. Very well, thank you. Very well. Fantastic. Thank you, Mel. You're welcome. Now, ladies, we want everybody to know who you are and what you're about. So let's do a quick, brief intro, starting off with you, Megan. Great. Thanks, Mel. I'm the CEO and founder of a health and fitness app called Buzzville, and I'm also uh, the head and business development officer for Total Gym Australia, a fitness equipment company. Katrina. Hi, I am an international speaker on uh, women's health and strength conditioning concepts. I'm also the general manager, general manager, general manager, general manager of a popular online education uh, provider for health and fitness industries uh, professionals around the world. And Stacey. I am the co-founder and creator of Soul Body. We are a group um, fitness education and subscription business developing bar, hit, and other programs that implement into clubs around the globe. Fantastic. So you ladies are well-versed in our discussion Mm -hmm. that we're going to have this afternoon. So let's get it started straight away. Now, the challenges that women have faced in the fitness business industry are well-known. But you know what? There is a new era of professional women that have arrived into the industry and are making an impact. So what I'd love to hear from you ladies today is, what do you think the status is of women now in the fitness business industry, and are we perceived as serious professionals? Great. Megan. Thank you. Thanks, Mel. Uh, I believe that the fitness industry over the last decade has really grown for females in particular. I think all industries, uh, women are just getting so much more opportunity now. And I feel like we're at such a great and fortunate time to make a huge impact on the fitness industry. When we look at the numbers of the amount of women that actually own studios in Australia, we actually are around 60%. So there's a ton of women that are doing great things out in the industry right now. And I believe that we're, we're slowly climbing the ladder. I know at the top and the big players that the uh, Anytime Fitnesses, the Fitness First and the Good Lights, we've slowly been reaching and getting to that impact at that level. But I think at the base level, we're, we're starting to really see a huge shift. Women are getting fantastic opportunities. And although we can still have that little slight animosity towards, you know, women in business, it's really, it's a great time. I, think, I, I believe it's really shifting. So I think it's an exciting time to be in the fit, fitness industry as a female. 
Um, Katrina, you know, you speak internationally and I've sat in some mm. of your sessions and they're absolutely fantastic. So you would see the shift that Megan's seeing, but do you feel that we're still women, as women, we're still perceived as serious professionals or do you think that we're sort of seen down the ladder a little bit? Yeah, no, that's a, a fantastic question. You're talking to one of the first female strength and conditioning coaches here uh, for rugby league and rugby union uh, elite teams. So I used to get laughed at, and I know where the starting point is um, because once upon a time we weren't perceived as being uh, big players in the industry, especially around areas of strength conditioning and, and resistance training. We were more seen as the aerobics instructors, and you know that's where many of us commenced our careers. Uh, for me personally, I stepped into the, the education side of the fitness industry to try and help promote and develop females to feel confident in that area of um, understanding, education and growth. And that's why I still do what I do today. Um, so I'm, I'm still training um, upcoming personal trainers these, these days and, and the big thing in particular is business. And knowing that you have the opportunity to step in and take that new direction and lead. We're now seeing a lot more females stepping into, um, you know, leadership positions, which I think is absolutely fantastic. And I've spent a lot of time working on, um, you know, researching, studying, um, understanding those areas so I can then myself, as you ladies have, stepped into more of a sort of mentoring and education role to support females to understand that there is direction and movement forward. Do I still see that there's a little bit of work for us to do in the industry? Yes, there is. But I'm confident that we're making the right directions, we're creating our own pathways for success, and we're really starting to generate momentum. And the number of females that I see coming through uh, to, you know, want to enhance their skills to become a personal trainer, strength, strength and conditioning coach, all those sorts of things is actually really amazing. Um, first sports female trainer out on the field, you know, running out as the water girl, I don't say water boy, although I was referred to as a water boy back in the day. Um, to see ladies out there on those sporting fields now as well is an amazing uh, advancement for us because especially in male-dominant sports. And for me, it's about now taking on experiences that a lot of people have, being an athlete myself, and saying, where are your strengths, what are your options, and more importantly, let's create those opportunities together. And we are now being seen as leaders in the industry. We are now seen as progressive forces for people to to want to come and be engaged and involved, which I think is absolutely amazing and fantastic. And it must make you feel very proud when you're out there and you can see female athletes running onto the field um, playing a role that once used to be a male. Yeah, and uh, amazing. Um, like, you know, it's, it's hard in that sort of format, especially in the sports that I chose to go down um, that pathway. I, you know, I used some university qualifications to go that level, but, you know, it takes on board now that we don't have to feel intimidated. We don't have to feel like, oh, I'm not good enough. The, the big statistics that kind of work for me is the fact that 100% of the time men will apply for positions and roles that they feel that they would be okay at. Females, on the other hand, though, you know, they're looking at around about sort of 60% of females will not actually apply for a position if there's one or two criteria that they feel they can't fill. And that's, that, to me, is, is shifting and changing. And I think that's the most important thing, that we're now seeing that these strong, dominant females are going, yeah, you know what, I'm going to give it a go. I'm just going to go out there and try my hardest. I'm going to put my 100% in 
and just do what I can to succeed. And we're being we're being seen for that and recognised, which I think is fantastic. Um, Stacey, just bringing you into um, the conversation here. Now, you're a yeah. supplier of group programming, so I would feel that every day and every week that you're coming up against that battle with men in the industry uh, looking, because you're, you're obviously, you need to speak to decision makers. So are you finding that the majority of your decision makers are men or females? That's a great question, Mel. Uh, definitely the, the first. It is um, a lot of men in, in the decision-making role um, that are the owners and directors, uh, club operators. Um, so that definitely um, poses a, a, um, a hurdle. Um, but I have to say across the board, in the fitness industry in particular, I really feel like women have uh, launched themselves um, to a higher level and are really becoming more visible. Um, but there is always room for growth, right? Um, I, I definitely, you know, as, as we all do, attend conferences. I consistently see a lot more men uh, speaking in a leadership roles um, as opposed to a women. I'd really love to see that change. And I think it's a matter of women putting themselves out there. Um, in the 12 to 15 years that I've been in this fitness industry, I definitely have seen some growth. Uh, of women putting themselves out there, starting podcasts, um, uh, uh, companies themselves, uh, you know, leadership roles themselves, con uh, um, consultants, uh, what have you. They definitely are, are increasing, but I believe we're not putting ourselves out there enough. Um, and that's going to come from us taking ownership. It's not pointing the finger at others. It's for the female to take ownership and put themselves out there on the limb, not second-guess ourselves, not, not doubt ourselves, but move forward with confidence. And this is the difference between, I think, females and males. So my, my, actually, my next question, Stacey, to, to the group, and ladies, any one of you can jump in and answer this question. So why aren't women stepping up? I mean, I don't have a problem myself going out there and saying what I feel because I think, what's the worst scenario? Okay, I'm going to offend somebody. Well, that can happen at any time on any subject. It doesn't have to just be about fitness business. So why aren't women stepping up? That's a good question. And I think it has to do a lot with what I was just saying. Um, I do think it's a confidence uh, issue where um, uh, it's the power of feeling, uh, giving the ask um, or making the ask. Um, it's the power of uh, uh, putting yourself out there on a limb and uh, dealing with rejection. I think that's uh, a little bit of more of our DNA, unfortunately, and we're going to have to learn how to work through that because you know, certain things don't change, right? So if, if we are going to play the game, we're going to have to learn how to do it. And it's got to be fair for everyone. So um, then what, what is the trigger point? Uh, what, is the, what, what is the trigger point, then? or any one of you can answer this, to turn on 
that in the brain that says, you know what, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to play the game. I mean, if you had, you know, if you had 30 seconds, each of you had 30 seconds to tell the women of our industry how to go out there and play the game, what, what is it that you would say to them? Katrina, what would you say? I, I agree completely. It's, it's confidence, to be honest. Sometimes um, females, for whatever reason, like the confidence and uh, their self-belief that they are in a position to succeed and to step forward. And I feel that's where, you know, we now have a responsibility in and do, just doing something like this, for example, is, is showing direction and movement and the ability to feel confident in yourself, have belief and understanding in your own ability and more importantly, more importantly, um, making sure that they have role models. Um, I personally have worked hard in my own business, which, you know, because I'm, I'm a busy lady, um, and part of that business is what can I do to help you understand what's your next progression, what's your next step? Just take step-by-step -step approach. Learn by our mistakes. Nobody's perfect. There's a chance that you might come across a couple of hurdles that you might not necessarily clear completely while you're in your and you run forward, but... The best thing you've got to do is just keep going and make sure that the next hurdle, you just take that little bit extra extra leap and hope that you get over that next one and just keep going hurdle by hurdle. Um, I feel that sometimes it, it can be a little bit overwhelming. There is still a little bit of negativity around um, leadership, especially for females in the industry. However, I'm very proud to see that a lot of organisations are now starting to open up the avenues and the doors to say, what is the next progression and how can we have a bit of, I don't like using the word gender equality, but it's, it's necessary because that's, that's, that's the progression forward in the industry. So for me, it's find yourself a good role model, a strong role model who is not only there to pump your tyres up, but to help you deflate them sometimes because that's what we need. Not everything's going to be perfect and that's the honest truth. And I think that ladies in particular need to understand it's hard. I'm a mum. I've got two young children. I don't, I don't have a balanced life. I juggle well, and I say that often. I, I play the game, do, 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 and sometimes I drop the ball, and that's okay. Basically now, how do I get that ball back up into the mix? And so it's, it's understanding and appreciating that nobody's perfect. Find yourself a good role model who's going to be honest and understand that there's going to be trouble along the way, but how do you overcome? What's the next step to overcome that? What's the direction moving forward? So my, my honest, honest belief is, support each other, role models for progression. Um, I, I'd just like to add to that that I, I feel that, you know, women helping a women um, is more common than men helping women because I feel that women don't see each other as competition but men see women as competition. And I find that, to be quite honest, I find it a very bizarre situation, but, but I'm seeing it more and more. Even this week I, I saw it, you know, men seeing women and me doing this podcast. It was being seen as a competitive situation for, for yeah. others. And I feel that women sort of thrive on real honest situations, whereas men, men are completely different. It's like men stick together. Um, if a woman was to give them an honest opinion on something, it's not acceptable. They're stamp, stepping out of line. But a man can go up and give the same opinion that a woman wants to give and it's acceptable. Um, I, mm -hmm. I, I, what I really want to know is, and I'd love to hear either Megan or Stacey have an, an opinion on this, why are men, though, still seen as the go-to as a leader? 
in our industry, like at events and conventions. I mean, let's be realistic about this. It's always page after page. It's man, 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 man. Um, Stacey, I actually found an old message from you um, from last year where you sort of pointed out to me, wow, look at this. The four keynote speakers are all men. I mean, why is it that people are still, even though we're making this big shift in the women's fitness business industry, why are people still preferring to go towards men as preferred leaders? Well, I think, I think that, that is changing, but let's talk about uh, who's running these conferences and who's, who's, who's putting together the, the, the panel of speakers. So, uh, you know, it, it, and, but I do see it changing. I do see it changing. It is shifting. Please. Um, I think we have to stay uh, forthright. I think we have to stay focused. We have to stay, uh, you know, on our path here. Um, I do see every, every, I feel like every. All right. Looks like we may have lost Stacy there for a moment. So mm -hmm. what we might do is, Megan, how do you stay focused in this industry as a woman? Sure. And do you mind if I just quickly cover your 30-second question? Yeah, go for it, Megan. Stacey's <laughs> back there, but go for it. Um, so if I had 30 seconds, and I love what both of you guys covered, to tell women how to really break into the industry, I often say that there's three C's. So there's courage, which is taking that first leap. Then there's confidence, which comes from the courage of failing. So you only get confidence from failing and getting up and doing it again. And then lastly, there's connection. So by taking the courage to take that first step, then going out there, having the confidence, because you know if you fail, you can get back up again, and you've had great role models or great mentors that have, uh, have you know given you that advice that sometimes hurts. And I often say, you know, it's good to pay somebody as a mentor because they'll actually tell you the honest truth, whereas friends, family, people around you, they might not give you the honest truth of where you might be really messing up. You need to know where where you're getting that struggle or where you're actually not getting over that next hurdle. So after you get the courage to take the step, you're going to build that confidence. You're going to have great people around you because you brought them in. And then lastly, it's that creating that connection in what we're doing right now. And I believe it's really important to look at other females in the industry. And Mel, you're a great example. You know, I saw what you were doing. I've been meaning to reach out to you for a while and going for it, just reaching out to the other women in the industry that are making an impact. Don't be afraid to ask. And I think where our struggle is, is that women are afraid to ask for help. Men just go out and they go, Hey, yeah, I'm next. I'm next in line. Hey, how can I get some help? Whereas females, we're not used to that. That's not been ingrained in our blood from our DNA to go out and go, actually, I'm next. I want your help. And I think that's starting to shift, but the more women that start talking about it and say, hey, it wasn't easy to reach out to Mel. You know, Mel's been doing podcasts, she's been doing this, this, and this, she's a busy lady. But you need to take that first step, you need to take the initiative, and eventually you will break through. So I think the more we talk about it, the more we really get out there and instill that it's not easy, you will fail, but we had to go through it too and we're here for you. I think that it's really going to change the industry as a whole. Uh, I think with regards to your question with men being keynote speakers, I mean, obviously, exactly uh, what Stacey said, if, if who's actually running these conferences is a really big impact on that. 
And we just saw yesterday that Mo Hagen has now just taken a huge role as the COO. Yay! So, I mean, and I, I, I'm flying over to speak at Canvas Pro this year, and we're seeing a lot more female speakers from all over the world <laughs> speaking at Canvas Pro. And I'm not going to say, you know, well, yeah, I am going to say, I know Mo had an impact. You know, I reached out to Mo and I said, Mo, I want to speak at Canvas Pro. And, and then now I'm able to. So I think the more the more we step up, we step out, and we really reach out to those women in the industry that are making an impact, don't be afraid. If they say I'm too busy, just keep reaching out. Eventually, we are going to grow and have a bigger impact on the industry. Yeah, I, I agree. And that's fantastic that you're speaking at our CanFit Pro. Congratulations. Thank you. And thank you, yeah. Mo, if you hear this podcast later. Get the <laughs> We'll watch by the sidelines and cheer the both of you on from cold, dismal awesome. Australia. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not at Concrete Pro this year. I'm very disappointed because I have to do the Australian sort of win. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I know. It's really nice. Not that bad, really. We can't be everywhere. That's why we have to use this network very, very well and strategically. And really, yeah. there's, and there's, there's plenty of networks to use um, uh, for the women leaders. There really is. We need to lean on them and use them. Yeah. So in, in saying that, in saying that, if you both, oh, sorry, if the three of you had to give some advice right now to a young person, a younger version of you, so let's say 20 years ago, okay, I want you to think of a younger version of you 20 years ago, what is the best advice that you would give yourself, knowing what you know now? Stacey, go first. Get out there and do it. Do not wait. Do not doubt yourself one minute. And I've actually met a couple uh, dynamos uh, that are these millennial girls that are smart. Uh, they're doing things. Um, and they're making a difference. Their voice is being heard. And they're not afraid to back down. And again, that's a network. You know, what is your network? Is it, have, are, you, are you putting yourself out there? And finding those people. It's imperative. It's imperative. Megan. Uh, focus. So I would say focus on what you truly want and don't be afraid to go and get it. I, I've never really been afraid uh, to go and get it. I've been a professional athlete since I was around five. So I haven't struggled taking the step. Failure is normal. If you, if you play professional sport, you know, you fail, you get back up and you go again. But stay focused on what you truly want and make sure you keep going after it. And don't let things coming in in your environment shift or shape that. Just go out and do what you truly feel passionate about doing. Katrina. Uh, the ladies have summed up mine. Pretty much both together, to be honest. <laughs> um, I'm also very much, I've never really hesitated. Um, I've always been very confident and, you know, very direct sometimes, a little bit too much, but that's okay. Um, but if I had uh, the opportunity, I'd probably say avoid distractions, so focus, um, and, you know, just happen. Try and avoid holding off for just silly reasons. Don't hesitate. Just go. And I think that that's the important part. 
I'm going through, you know, that again. And my business is going through revamp. And it's, it's that continuation of growth and development. If your business wants to continue to grow and develop, you need to keep doing that. You need to take stead of that. Look at the opportunities ahead of you and start thinking, what's my new direction? What's the next pathway? Our fitness business industry is just always evolving. Don't get stuck in the past. Create a future. And that's what I, I'm really passionate about. It's what's new. I've been shut down so many times with new ideas. It's like, oh, no, no, no. Industry wasn't ready for it. Eventually, the industry catches up. Just stay confident and keep going with what you know is valuable because that, for me, has got me where I am with a lot of things um, and the opportunity to present at um, international conventions and things like that as well. So just keep going. Even if the industry is not ready, it will be. Stay positive. Yeah, I, I, I agree with, with all of you. I think my advice would be, you know, don't be a victim of your past when things haven't gone the mm -hmm. way you wanted them to go. Just go, well, you know, that's life. Um, I think as women we are role models not only to those in our industry but all, also to our children at home and, and our siblings. And we can't be a different character at home and a different character out there in our industry. We have to be the same person mm. across the board. So I've always thought, you know, my kids are sitting back there watching what I do and I don't want them to think that some things are acceptable when they're not acceptable. So I think being a really great role model and practicing what you preach and not allowing yourself to become a victim of anything that's happened in your past. And, you know, if you can live with the worst possible scenario when you're going to go out there and have a go, well, why wouldn't you have a go? Seriously, the worst thing yeah. is that somebody takes you off the Christmas card list or perhaps you lose a small amount of money um, or you're, you're a negative conversation over a dinner table. Does it really all matter? Because it doesn't. I would rather die knowing that I gave life the best, the best shot possible as opposed yeah. to lying there looking up at the big lights going, I wish, I wish. Yeah. And so, you know, that, yeah. that's my message. A question that I have for you um, just before we close today, and I'd like for all of you to answer this. It was really interesting listening to you speak because we all spoke about the word confidence. But how does a person find confidence? Because it's okay for us to say, have the confidence, have the confidence. But some people sit there and go, but what is confidence? How do I find it? So how do, how do you answer that if somebody says that to you? Stacey, go for it. You know what it is? It's experience. Yeah. That it truly is putting yourself out there every time and learn from your experience. Because every time you have that experience, it's a learning opportunity. You realize what you should do, what you shouldn't do, what you should say, what you shouldn't say, who you need to talk to, who you don't need to talk to. All of this is experience. And so the sooner you put yourself out there, the sooner you make something happen, the more you're going to learn. Yeah, I love that. Uh, and, I mean, that it, it's going back to what I said earlier, just having the courage to take that first step and don't be afraid to fail. And I know Will, Will Smith is an amazing person with coming out with videos on failure and how important it is to fail. Uh, so that's somebody I would say definitely start to follow because he's got some brilliant words around it. For me personally, and I, I mean, I guess... Uh, for, for all of us, we didn't really have the problem or the struggle of taking that first step. 
So what I found really added to my confidence was surrounding myself with great people that lifted me up. And you're going to feel those people. And you know what? When things get tough, when, when things really start to break down, don't be afraid to reach out to those people that make you feel good. Because a lot of the time, our human instinct is to go into a hole and not speak to anyone where it's the opposite of what we should be doing. That's the time you reach out to your top three people that you know will get you back on track, will raise your vibration so that you feel confident to take that next step. And they may not be in the industry, but if they, you know, raise your confidence, your vibration, how you feel about yourself, those are the people you should be calling. So I always say, reach out, don't be afraid of failure, and keep surrounding yourself by great people, because that's what really helped me succeed. Katrina. I think we can help yeah, the ladies have summed that up completely as to what I would say as well. Experience, I think, is is paramount. Don't just shut yourself into one little bubble. Try not to niche yourself too soon. Go and actually explore what experiences are out there in the industry. I know that if I hadn't have reached out to people outside of the industry as well, when I went through some, you know, difficult times of business development, you know, I, I thought I was God's gift to training because I was an athlete and I thought everything was all hunky-dory. <laughs> But I soon learned that it's more to it than just being able to do exercise. This thing called business is actually a lot more expandable. So um, reach out to people who aren't necessarily within your your close knit of, of, you know, connections. Don't be afraid to explore alternative options and definitely try and just grow and develop a little bit each time. Try and avoid jumping too far ahead because that's what I did personally and, you know, had a couple of rungs pulled out from underneath me to, to learn a lesson that you've got to take things slowly sometimes. Try not to bite off more than you can chew. Well, ladies, the, the three of you have certainly uplifted me in today's conversation. And I really thank you for your valued time because I know that you each took your um, time out of your business day. I also know that there'll be lots of listeners out there that might want to touch base with you. So, Megan, where is the best place for somebody to get in touch with you? Sure, LinkedIn is fantastic. So if you'd like to reach out to me, just Megan Jarvis on LinkedIn would be great. Katrina? I'm exactly the same. That's the best option for me at the moment. So Katrina Cochran on LinkedIn, please reach out. No questions, a silly question. I'd love to connect with you. And yeah, Stacey? Definitely. I agree. LinkedIn is an excellent platform for business. Um, you can find me, Stacey Seward Vandiver, and I am pretty good at getting back right away she certainly <laughs> is <laughs> even if she's in a different time zone <laughs> yeah <laughs> right tonight <laughs> oh ladies thank you very much for being part of um episode one of the women leaders in fitness business podcast uh thank you very much for your valued time the ladies have left their details in the podcast today i will drop them into the notes have a fantastic day, and I know that the three of us will all chat soon. Yes, and thank you, Mel. Thank you for thank having you, us and taking this initiative and you know, doing exactly what we're discussing on here today, assisting women across the globe to step up and take that first step in the fitness industry. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, very leave it well. to Mel. Leave it to Mel. 100% agree. <laughs> yeah, good on you, Mel. You're definitely leading by example. So keep going. You're doing an amazing job. We all are. Thanks, ladies.